Trafalgar Square in London. People descend on this place from all over the world all the time. But on April the 3rd, 1954, it was jam-packed with Londoners who had come out to listen to an American preacher who stood over there right next to the lions and told them about the God of the Bible. It was the halfway point in a whirlwind three months that would see two million people hear him speak just up the road from here. The site is now a bulk standard shopping centre, but in 1954, it was the location of the colossal Haringey Arena, a premier venue for world title boxing matches and also the 1948 Olympics. This is the story of the Greater London Crusade. It's been a long time since evangelism and revival and Christ was front page news around the world. Billy Graham's unorthodox methods may not be to all taste, but he and his team will fill Haringey each night. Thousands are turning to God and are finding peace, security, happiness and joy. To set the scene, we need to go back a further five years to 1949, when the young evangelist preached the gospel of Jesus Christ in a 6,000-seater tent that had been pitched on the corner of Washington Boulevard and Hill Street, Los Angeles. Billy Graham was virtually unknown this side of the Atlantic, but back home in America, his reputation was already significant. Both the tent and the schedule were extended on several occasions to accommodate the masses that wanted to hear Billy Graham speak. On more than one occasion, the organizing committee wanted to bring the curtain down on the daily meetings. But Billy said, how can we stop when a church is being born every single day? And then one night in November 1949, the young evangelist arrived at the tent and the place was literally running over with reporters. He asked the stewards what had happened, and one of them told him this, you have just been kissed by William Randolph Hearst. Hearst at the time was the owner of several national newspapers that were being read by millions of Americans. For some reason, he had told his editors to cover the story of Billy Graham in Los Angeles. The preacher and the businessman had never met and never would meet. But for some reason, God used the favor that was shown Billy Graham by that media tycoon to fan a flame for the gospel that would burn for decades, not just in America, but all over the world. By the time Billy Graham died in 2018, just shy of his 100th birthday, he had become a friend to Queen Elizabeth II, every American president since the Second World War, and countless leaders and celebrities across the globe. But far more important than any of that is that he had spoken to 215 million people in 185 countries and seen countless numbers of them respond to his simple message of hope, freedom, and transformation through Jesus Christ. The remarkable scenes in Los Angeles propelled Billy Graham and his team into a worldwide ministry. 
And five years later, he was right here in London, speaking to 10,000 people every night in that giant barn-like auditorium at Haringey. It happened at a time when Londoners were still reeling from the Second World War, starved of hope, but completely switched off to religion. The legacy of the Blitz on England's capital was truly devastating. Whole districts have been flattened, 70,000 buildings have been destroyed, and 40,000 people had died. Buckingham Palace and the Houses of Parliament were both hit and churches have been gutted by fire, many of them never to rise again. Fathers, husbands and sons had returned from the battlefields of Europe and Asia with emotional scars that would last a lifetime. Added to that, no one had ever filled Haringey Arena for more than one night, let alone every night for three months and a Christian evangelist at that. When Billy Graham stepped onto the gangway of the Queen Mary at Southampton, there were dire predictions from both the press and the church. One Anglican bishop said this, Billy Graham will fall on his face in London and return to America with his tail between his legs. A leading journalist of the day described him as a religious racketeer and a profiteering American capitalist. The leading newspaper in Great Britain in the 1950s, which is still massive today, ran this headline, Silly Billy and his Gospel Circus. Not a generous welcome, to say the very least. History will tell a very different story as the multitudes descended on Haringey. Millions more tuned into the audio signal that was broadcasted in churches, theatres and cinemas 40 years before the internet. I've met several people who were there in 1954 and were among the 40,000 people who responded to Billy Graham's invitation and left everything to follow Jesus. He preached the gospel here in Trafalgar Square and also in Hyde Park. But Haringey Arena was the epicentre of that spiritual earthquake as the tectonic plates of God's love and power moved together and the shockwaves went right across the globe. The final gathering was in Wembley Stadium with an overflow gathering in White City Stadium, which is now long demolished. A total of 185,000 heard the gospel that day and 20,000 of them waded through the mud to commit their lives to Jesus. Just a couple of years after that, Billy Graham was speaking to a large audience in Chicago and I've got the original recording of that moment. He told those people that the clock of their lives was ticking and the hourglass had already turned over and the decisions that they would make that night about the person of Jesus Christ would affect where they are 10,000 years from now. That is the very heart of the Christian gospel. On the final night in the Haringey Arena in May 1954, a very prominent leader in the British church at that time turned to the exhausted evangelist on the platform and said this, 
Billy Graham, England is at your feet. You have preached this nation to the very edge of revival. Over the next 35 years, he would return many times to Great Britain. Nine million people would hear him speak in this country. 400,000 of them would respond to the message of Jesus. What God did through Billy Graham at Haringey throughout the 1954 Greater London Crusade lit a fire that I pray will reignite in our generation. We need it so desperately. I've come here simply to present the message of Christ. Thank you, Mr. Graham. Thank you, sir.